Welcome to the second Ferris Park Records podcast. Today is September 26, 2005. The first Ferris Park Records podcast focused on singer-songwriter Marvin Belton and is currently available for downloading on the iTunes Music Store. Our second podcast will focus on my new full-length album entitled Save Our Sons and Daughters. We'll be listening to Save Our Sons and Daughters in its entirety. Before each track, I'll give information. The album is over 60 minutes long and crosses many musical styles and influences. If you would like more information on Ferris Park Records, Marvin Belton, or Save Our Sons and Daughters, please visit our website at www.ferrispark.com or email contact at ferrispark.com. Ferris Park Records is also available worldwide on the iTunes Music Store. Cold is a poem that was written by Alfonso Cox. He's actually the same one that performs the spoken word as well. He had come by the studio with some uh, different poems for me to read, and this one in particular, I thought I could do something interesting with the with the uh, spoken word. It's actually a really dark poem, so I wanted to uh, produce something musically that would capture that mood. I decided to start with that really dark synth as kind of an intro, uh, then just build the song slowly with the eerie guitar and filtered beats, heavy bass line. Eventually, until it got to the point where I could uh, break it into the drum and bass. I just had the idea that the uh, climax would be near the end, and and then the song would eventually uh, end the same way that it began. Uh, hopefully leaving kind of a dark and empty feeling. When your heart turns cold. When your heart turns cold. Causes your blood to freeze. Spread throughout your being. Spread throughout your being. Throughout your being. Like a never-ending disease. Like a never-ending disease. Just wait. 
this track's entitled From Now Until. It was a jazz-influenced piece. Um, Herbie Hancock, Return to Forever, along those lines. I wanted to use old sounds, more organic-sounding instruments, flute, uh, organ, roads. The drumming is more organic. Or at least it's supposed to be. It's supposed to sound that way. The strings, upright bass. Just wanted to fuse organic sounding things with electronic. It's a little bit dark so it flowed. Keeps the beginning of the album consistent. This track also kind of picks up pace. Gets a little more emotional and then uh, reaches its climax near the end. And eventually... Um, breaks down and ends very similar to the way it began. I believe I accomplished what I wanted to get across.
forever. And it's actually inspired by kraut rock. Uh, just some of the kraut rock was very minimalist. It sometimes just be drums and a guitar or drums, a guitar, and a bass player. And everyone would kind of just do their thing and be simple, yet consistently stay interesting. I was just inspired by that on this track. Uh, you know, the, the beats in it are very simple and almost rock-like. Uh, there's just a flute solo and a little bit of Rhodes keys. It's very minimal. It's very short. It's very to the point. But uh, it ended up being pretty much what I had in mind. tracks entitled once it was that way and I named it that because uh, when I when I listened to the track and when I was making it I kept thinking of something kind of like the Buena Vista Social Club like this old man who had uh, at one time had some popularity and played in all the clubs and hung out with all the ladies and had his group of fans He's very suave and sophisticated. Still has the white suit, still smokes his cigars. 
but he's just much older. A lot of time's gone by, a lot of things have changed. Uh, he's up on the stage in some divey bar. Not many people are there, not many people would pay attention, but he's just kind of singing this song about, he's just kind of singing this song and, and reminiscing about the way it used to be. It's a little bit sad, but uh, it's really beautiful and really meaningful. Or at least to him.
Track Nightingale Floor is pretty much an introduction to A Night at the Grand Quarters, but uh, I took what I had from A Night at the Grand Quarters and just kind of made something a little more mellow and a little more bluesy, I guess. Uh, laid back, kind of uh, sad. Does a good job pushing the album on the path that I wanted it to go. point it goes right into A Night at the Grand Quarters and A Night at the Grand Quarters is named after a, an old 60s hipster place that was in the off the boulevard uh, it's rumored that Marvin Gaye had even performed there but anyway I had been in this place uh, when I was younger for some talent shows downtown and uh, it just always stuck in my mind and when this song was made, I just immediately thought of the Grand Quarters. Uh, just, you know, an old band up there, crowd getting into it, everyone having a good time in, the, uh, in Detroit uh, in the 60s.
Stranger's Gate, uh, I just thought was a good follow-up to A Night at the Grand Quarters. It's got the funky slap bass line, the clavinet, big Rhodes chords. Uh, I thought it followed suit kind of along those lines of late 60s, early 70s. Of course, it's got a huge synthetic sounding drum kick in it, but uh, I kind of like that. It's kind of in the middle of the album, and I just thought that uh, it was kind of a pick-me-up in the, at this point in the album. It's just kind of straightforward. Uh, it definitely could be considered a dance track.
Storm Before the Calm is uh, once again heavy Rhodes chords organ but this time maybe a, a little more experimental and I actually played some of the percussion and the drums on this one as well uh, just for fun I didn't have anything to really mic it that well so I just kind of accepted it for what it is uh, and that is experimental but interesting and I think it's uh, pretty soulful to to a certain extent as well uh, this one's another one that kind of has an intro and builds up slowly gets more emotional and uh, it goes through several progressions before it reaches the end of the track told me this story about when he was a child and down south and the first time he had ever come in contact with the Ku Klux Klan and it was uh, uh, I just I happened to have a recorder on me and when he started talking about it I decided that I had to record this uh, not just for the historical purpose 
but also uh, as it was very emotional and uh, I decided to turn it into this track and I just wanted to leave it really simple just the the haunting kind of strings and uh, you know the beginnings got the uh, the needle hits the record it's got a constant record kind of pop in it I just wanted it to have that uh, gritty and old and very kind of hauntingly beautiful kind of sound to it uh, I've just been very fortunate to meet the people that I have and have had the conversations with them that I've had and been able to uh, just really try and understand uh, just uh, some of the different experiences that people have had in their lives. And this is one that uh, I got to turn into something that uh, will stay with me forever. We went to the south. We left from here, me and my dad and my sisters. All right, and she passed away. That's the first time in my life ever seen uh, in the south the Confederate bag, Ku Klux Klan, and everybody's in the seat. He told me, he said, bury yourself as far as you want to get up under the seats. You know, and my sister started screaming. I see pickup trucks, rifles, shit, the flag, motherfuckers just waving and doing anything. You know, I'm a little kid. I was terrified, man. But I ain't never seen this shit. You know, I just could have sworn I said, bro, we ain't coming out of this shit. You know, we ain't coming out of this. We ain't coming home. We ain't coming out of this. They gonna kill us. Throw us up in the fucking woods. We history. We history. What the? Well, I mean, the fuck is going on? What in the fuck is going on? What did? What did? What did we do? I could never understand. What did we do that deserve all that? It's reality. Uh, this track is Save Our Sons and Daughters. And uh, I just thought naturally it had to be after Uncle. Eh, it's supposed to be my song about how uh, everything can be very beautiful and very sad at the same time. And... Uh, supposed to be hopeful hence the name save our sons and daughters and uh, I just tried to keep it kind of just really simple and pretty just minimal piano and, and strings uh, drumming's kind of jazzy and nice and eventually uh, it picks up again gets a little more emotional tried to make it sound like there are a lot of people clapping along with it conveyed what I wanted it to though.
Midwest Sunrise is, I guess, uh, it's definitely Latin influenced. It's also a little bit cheesy, but it's nice, and I thought that it worked for a great ending to the album. It's kind of like my uh, contemporary jazz song. Well, I named it Midwest Sunrise because the, the point where there's the break and the synths push up and the chimes come in eh, just reminded me of a beautiful sunrise here in the good old Midwest. So there you have it. Midwest Sunrise. Adult Contemporary by Scott Ferguson. <laughs>
been fooled. Actually, on the uh, the album, there's a 30-second pause, and then there's a hidden track entitled Warehouse Dream. And uh, in the track, there's a sample saying, You'll be the man in Detroit. And I just wanted to do kind of a tribute to the old warehouse days where I began, and I kind of uh, was inspired to have this dream of creating music and being part of the underground and part of even more than that just the the music in general uh, I had to of course go heavy on the old 808 and 909 rolling drum machines and I had to uh, use the 303 acid line and uh, just kinda give it that that old warehouse feel
concludes our show. If you would like additional information on Save Our Sons and Daughters or Ferris Park Records, please visit our website at www.ferrispark.com or email contact at ferrispark.com. Ferris Park Records is also available on the iTunes Music Store worldwide. Thank you for listening.